What do you do when your life falls apart? You lose everything and have to start over. You find the clues in the past that point to the transformation you want to create and start moving towards it. Welcome to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host, and I want to show you how to create your rich, happy, and successful life. Since 2004, I've been teaching soul-congruent, mind-expanding, wholeness living to a global audience. I'm known as the world's most accurate intuitive, the iconic energy savant, a best-selling author of eight books, the expert on energy boundaries, alignment, integration, and intention. And I'm the founder of the Becoming 360 Method of Transformation. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and energize you to embrace your full potential, upsource your possibilities, revive your life, and shine your light brightly. Thank you for joining me on this week's High Vibes Living Podcast. And I hope you'll learn something that tunes you into your high vibes and motivates, energizes, and inspires you and shines some light on your journey. Let's get started. This article is one of my most widely read and widely shared articles in the 15 plus years that I've written and the over 5,000 articles on the Enlightening Life blog. About 10 years ago, I did a series of Q&As where I would ask people to submit questions and I would answer them. And this one seems to be one that everyone connects to. As I said, it has been my most widely read, widely shared, and widely responded to blog posts and articles in my entire writing history. And it has to do with what happens when your life falls apart. Here's the question that somebody asked of me. Dear Jennifer, in the past two years, I've lost everything, my job, my home, my friends, and I barely speak to my family. Although I've been looking for a job, I can't find one, and I'm living with a friend now that I barely get along with. I don't know what to do to fix my life, and I'm having a hard time figuring out my next steps. How do I get my life back, and how do I create the stable, secure, and happy life that I want? You may resonate with this, and I'm sure many of you do. Here's how I answered. What you're experiencing has been felt by so many people in the past 15 plus years, and it's hard when everything in your life changes like this at the same time. Your response of sadness, fear, and regret at these changes is keeping you stuck and preventing you from creating the new life that you want. Regretting the passing of the past is also enforcing the belief that somehow this just randomly happened to you and that you are the victim and not the creator. And I'm going to talk a little bit more in this podcast about how we can be the victim of circumstances. Sometimes life throws us a curveball and sometimes things just happen. But what's important is that we're not victimized by these events. But what's important is that we're not victimized by these events. We don't allow something that happens to permanently alter our view of ourselves and instill a permanent sense of powerlessness. While it may be hard to find the energy and courage to see new possibilities for yourself, that's what you must do if anything in your life is going to transform. You may be wondering why this has happened to you. So let's talk about numerous reasons why you're here and what has happened. First, 
consider everything enters and leaves our life at our conscious or unconscious invitation. So it's not possible to actually lose anything. There are no random events. There are no random occurrences in our life. Everything happens according to an order and a structure. And we are the driver here. So whether we consciously said, I want a whole different life, or we unconsciously said, man, I wish my life was different, somehow we set that process in motion. If we don't appreciate or value what we have, and we secretly wish it would go away, or or consciously set an intention for something new, we disconnect our energy from our current reality, and we literally start creating the new reality. So whatever now is not going to align with or resonate with the new reality that we are creating on the side, it's going to have to go. It's leaving to create energetic space for something else to enter. And that's what our intention does. And if you've taken my energy boundaries class, I talk a lot about intention. In fact, I talk a lot about intention in much of my work and have since about 2010. The intention creates an energy container for energy to flow into that's going to empower what we want to create. Just to give you an idea of how this process happens, we set an intention and the intention creates an energetic space, an energetic container that starts then manifesting that particular reality. So to invite something in, we have to create energetic space for it by setting an intention for it. And this process is what creates the in and outflow of people, situations, and experiences that are going to work with this intention. Imagine a revolving door. Just as a side note, which is an interesting piece of engineering, it was created at a time when public buildings were not heated. The revolving door allowed people to enter and leave the building without any heat escaping from the building. What's interesting about revolving doors, though, and this is something else that I've written about for a really long time, I even have an entire process called my revolving door process that I use to describe how energy enters and leaves our life. What's interesting about revolving doors is that people are entering the building at the same time that people are leaving the building. They actually pass each other on the way. So if you ever have a chance to go see and use a revolving door, pay attention to how you enter the building and the door starts turning. And if anybody's leaving the building, you will actually pass them as you are going through the revolving door. I call this my revolving door process. And it's something else that I have taught for many years as part of my energy healing work is to show you how manifestation works and how this revolving door process is actually, if you're doing manifestation from an empowered standpoint, this is how you manifest. Energy leaves your life at the same time new energy is entering your life. While we're grateful for what we have and appreciate every circumstance and situation, every life situation eventually runs out of energy road, meaning it holds no more energy for us. We can't create anything new with it. And while we're trying to balance the energy with people and situations, by using my revolving door process, we achieve closure with what we no longer resonate with, and its outflow is graceful and effortless. Meanwhile, the new energy coming in in response to our intention is coming in at the same time, and its movement inward is a response to the outward flow of the energy that's leaving our life because it doesn't resonate with our intention, it can't align with it, and it's run out of energy road. The empty space we've created with this release is then filled with the new things we set our intention to receive. 
But when we feel angry and powerless, when we hate our life circumstances and are upset with people and with ourselves, we create an energetic disconnection without first creating the space for the new energy to arise. So why does our life suddenly seem to fall apart and we lose everything? I think there are three reasons why, and I say that based on more than 20 years of working with clients and coaching, doing intuitive sessions and talking to hundreds of thousands of people from over 40 countries. And I'm saying the 40 countries because you have to understand that this is global. This happens to everyone. It doesn't matter where you live. You can live the Northern Hemisphere, the Southern Hemisphere. You can live in, in Asia, in the United States, in Canada, in Europe. Everybody goes through this process of literally losing everything in their life, changing dramatically and very rapidly at times. Why does this even happen? Well, here are the three reasons. Number one, it's time for us to move on and we aren't paying attention to the signs. Now, if this has ever happened to you where you know you need to make a life change, you know you need to make some changes, you know that you need to take care of something and you just put it off and put it off and then one day... It's right in front of you and you can't ignore it anymore. And this is how this happens sometimes. We put off making changes because we're afraid. We can't be bothered. It's too complicated. And then all of a sudden we have to take care of it. Number two, we are following a path that is not right for us. My story reflects this too. So when I went to college, I went to college for business. I have three business degrees and I have more than 25 years of experience in the corporate world. I have legal experience and all I wanted to do was to do business. My career goal was, here it is, to be the senior VP of IT in a Fortune 50 company. I wanted to run an IT department, create new products, to do implementations, to oversee software processing, to make processes efficient. That was my background. And especially in the financial realm, because two of my degrees are in finance and economics. The problem was I kept on getting laid off. So between 1999 and 2007, I was laid off six times in that eight year period. And these were major layoffs where I had moved to take a job, or I had worked really hard in a company and I was starting to make strides. And I lose my job. In fact, in one year, I was laid off twice from two different companies within a nine-month period. The path wasn't right for me. I knew I was supposed to be doing something else. I've always been extremely intuitive. I've always been very spiritual. I've always had a side business. When it wasn't even popular, when my children were born, I stayed home and I did work from home so that I could stay home with them and take care of them. I've always done something on the side. So I've always liked being an entrepreneur. I always wanted to have my own business. And I always knew somehow that there was another thing for me to do. But I really wanted to have my corporate career as well. But it wasn't the right path for me, which is why I kept on getting laid off. And number three, we want to change, but we lack the courage to make a change. And I know this probably resonates with a lot of you and you're thinking, oh, but that's, you know, that's me and I'll never be able to do that. And you will. It's just the pain of staying where we are has to become greater than our fear of change. And that's something that I shared on my Facebook page. I shared with you in my blog again many years ago. And it, it, that resonated. It gave peace to so many people because they realized that it's not very helpful to judge yourself, to criticize yourself because you're not making changes. 
even though you are in pain and you're not comfortable where you are, you still haven't reached the threshold where there's so much pain that you're willing to overcome your fear of change to make the changes you want to make. What if we really like what we're doing, as I did with my corporate career, and it just isn't working out? Well, it's because we have a bigger mission and we really need to pursue it. It doesn't mean we can't do the other. It means that we need to learn balance. We need to learn to explore our new potentials. One thing, I love business processes. I love finance. I love technology. I love software implementation. Well, guess what I use in my business? I use all those skills. I even use my business skills to teach business to other people who don't have the breadth of business knowledge that I do. Everything that I've used in my career, I have used in my business, which is kind of an interesting thing. And that's what I teach my students too, is everything you've learned in your life, every all of your life skills become part of what you can use and offer in your business. So here are some things for you to consider. So I'm, I'm talking to the person who asked the question here, because remember, they lost their job, they lost their home, they lost their family, they lost their friends, and now they're living in temporary quarters with someone they don't even like. Everything in their life has disappeared. Why did that happen? So here were some of the questions that I posed for them. Number one, did you like the job you had or were you frustrated, angry, and felt limited by it? Now, I have a funny story about one of the places I used to work. I worked with a woman who was in another department, but we became friends. And she would call me all the time and tell me how much she hated her job. And her job was frustrating. She worked for a difficult boss. She had a really high stress job. And she would call me practically in tears and say, I hate my job. I hate my job. And I said, you know, you need to stop saying that because something's going to happen. But why don't you just quit? Oh, but I don't want to find a new job. And this went on for several months until one day I get a phone call and I could hear all this sobbing on the phone and I didn't know who it was. And finally, and finally she composed herself enough. It was this, this friend of mine from work. And I said, what's wrong? Why are you crying? And she said, I got fired today. And I said, well, you should be happy. You didn't like your job anyway. And she said, yeah, but I wasn't ready to leave. So after I got home, I called her and we had a chat on the phone and I said, okay, you got what you wanted. You hated your job. Now you don't have your job. Now you can go find a job you really like. And she was a little depressed and sad and she's, no, I don't think so. It's not going to happen. Well, two weeks later, I get a fabulous phone call from this very happy person who says, I found my dream job. I'm so happy I got fired because I never would have gone looking for a job. And I realized I hated my job and it was terrible for me to stay in that job because I hated it so much. So if you really don't like what you're doing or where you are and you feel limited by it, you're actually putting out the for sale sign in the front yard and you are telling the universe, I need help in changing this because I don't have the courage to change it myself. Number two, did you like your friends or were they challenging and did not serve and support you in meaningful ways? I hear so many times from clients who talk about their friends and, and how their friends take advantage of them and how they feel used and how they feel diminished some way or demeaned by friendships that, that aren't really friends. One of the ways that you have to deal with that situation is to take a very dispassionate and discerning look at your friends. What do you give, but what are you receiving in return? And if you're not receiving anything, then stop giving and see who sticks around and starts ponying up and see who leaves. 
Number three, are you harboring resentment and anger towards your family that you've yet to resolve with them or within yourself? This is such a big topic. It's way too broad for this particular podcast, this issue of family. I talk about family karma in some of my programs and some of the issues that we have with family members. But the real reason I think that family stops talking to us is because we tend to have a very adversarial relationship with our family, especially if you've got challenging family relationships like so many of us do. So it's an either or discussion. Either you are with them and they're with you or they're, you're against each other and there's no middle. Now, in order for us to resolve that, of course, we have to resolve our own issues around our family and our family members. So if they're not speaking to you, it may be that there's an ultimatum there. You either lower your energy or change your energy to connect with us or we're just not going to talk to you anymore. And that's a personal decision you have to make. But I would say that you know, that doesn't really leave any room for compromise. Do you have expectations about how your family interacts with you that they can't meet because they are incapable of doing that, even if you think they are? Or are you trying to get them to do what you want? Or conversely, are they trying to get you to do what they want? So often, and especially if you feel like somehow you're the different one, you're the black sheep of the family, you're kind of off to the side with your family, the dynamics in the family are such that you think you came to heal them, but you came to actually just be the light for them. And when they reject that light, you think they're rejecting you. They're not. You're asking them often to do things that they just can't do. You want them to love you a certain way, to interact with you a certain way, according to what you want. But the truth is, they can't do those things. Once you realize that these relationships, there is room for change, but they can't continue the way they are. And sometimes you just have to let them go. Let your biological family go and find your energetic family. And that is just the case. And it's unfortunate, but sometimes having your family not talk to you is probably a blessing and not a bad thing. With energy moving as quickly as it does now, responses to our desires can come very quickly, which means when you set an intention, sometimes that intention manifests right away. It doesn't matter whether we are consciously or unconsciously wishing that our lives would change. When we scatter our energy through anger, fear, and feeling powerless, we get incomplete results. And by this, I mean we get results that are kind of scattered. So we don't have the flow because we're operating through fear or through anger or through frustration rather than being in that empowered place of our intention and allowing the energy to flow and to move naturally. Now let's talk about one other thing here, and this I hope will help you if this is happening to you, get out of that victimization cycle of that feeling like you're a victim of these circumstances, that you're helpless and hopeless and powerless, and you can't do anything about it. Something else to consider is the universal laws. And I used to write about these a lot, and I had a program called the 12 Universal Laws. One of the laws, number six, which is my absolute favorite, is the law of cause and effect. And it states that everything in our reality is an effect and we are the cause. This means everything in our reality is a result of what we have created. I know it doesn't feel right that we would deliberately crash and burn our own lives or create havoc intentionally, but we do for our own reasons. That will be the topic of several other podcasts, why we do that. But what I want to emphasize for this podcast 
is the universal law of cause and effect. If you are always the cause and your reality is always an effect or a result, how do you change that effect? How do you change the result? By changing the cause, by creating something different. Instead of feeling victimized by the effect which you have created, try altering your vibe, changing your words, examining your beliefs and your actions to become a different cause. As Einstein famously said, you can't do the same thing every day and, and expect a different result. And that's just paraphrase, but that's kind of what he said. We tend to look at the result as somehow the, the more powerful part, but it had a beginning. You're that beginning. So you set an intention out there that said, I want this, or I don't want this anymore. Or, I hate my job. I wish it would go away. And boom, there goes your job. It's an, a result. It's an outcome of the effect, the law of cause and effect at work. So we have two choices. We can become a different cause or become a victim of the effect. I would rather become a new cause, wouldn't you? The universe works with us, not for us. I've been saying this for a long time. It will not create something for us that we do not or will not first create for ourselves. To fill your life with what you love, you have to first give yourself closure with what you don't love anymore, with what you want to leave your life, and to realize that it's run out of energy road, that your time with that thing is finished. What you say you've lost is really the things that you have no more energetic connection to that you truly have run out of energy road with. They are literally used up and you have to create something else. Whether that's a different paradigm for a relationship, a different way of looking at your family, a different way of dealing with your job issues, maybe of dealing with yourself and your career, you have to create a different effect. And this is what is happening here. When you lose everything, it's because you don't like what you have. You don't have the courage to deliberately and intentionally get rid of it. So it just goes by itself. I think one of the ways we sabotage our lives like this is we let our lives fall apart. We let things leave and then we go, oh no, this is terrible that, that this has happened to me. But on an internal level and probably really deep down, I think we're kind of happy that it happened because now we can finally get rid of these things that have been causing us so much trauma and so much challenge and so much suffering and pain. So what you allow to leave your life is on its way out already. When you set an intention, it just moves a whole lot faster. And by the way, with a lot more grace and ease too. So what you say is lost is really nothing more than it's no longer aligned with your intention. It's not aligned with your energy. And instead of being angry about it, try thinking about gratitude. And I don't like the word gratitude. And I'll do a podcast on why I think gratitude is so overrated and so misused and appreciate it into something else. Then you need to start working with your intention to create something new for your life now. It makes some time, but then again, you're ready for a change, but it will happen very quickly. So one of the ways to do that is to look at something, say like your job. And when you look at your job and you think, oh, I hate my job. I wish I had a job that was, and then whatever follows, that's your new intention. It depends on how willing you are to see yourself as powerful instead of powerless. How much you can accept that wherever you are is where you placed yourself. Remember the law of cause and effect. 
And in order to make a change, all you have to do is change the cause that you are being. And that will give you a different result. And you need to forgive yourself, forgive the people in your life and give yourself completion and closure, which is how I teach healing. And close these connections to your old life so that you can create something new and wonderful in your life now. You really won't get your old life back. You didn't like it or it would still be with you. But you will create something new and more fulfilling and learn the powerful lesson of how energy works and how powerfully it responds to you and your intention. So you practice gratitude and appreciation and you use intention to create your life deliberately and intentionally instead of scattering your energy unconsciously and then you just hope everything works out. And then you won't find yourself in that fearful empty space when things start leaving your life because you know that whatever leaves, you can see it through that revolving door, whatever's leaving is creating energetic space because something better, something more wonderful is actually coming in. I know this is a tough topic. I've lost everything. I've had to restart my life several times. It's not fun. It's rather scary. But it is a very intentional process. And what we need to do is start to learn to consciously take control of that process so that we are intentionally creating change rather than reacting to change because we've waited, put it off for so long that it just can't wait any longer. And that will help us feel less victimized, feel more in control, and let us really use that powerful tool of our intention that is the key to manifesting what we want in our life. Thanks so much for tuning in to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you to take a few steps towards your rich, happy, and successful life. If you need more inspiration for your life path, check out my eight best-selling books on Amazon or look at a transformational intuitive session, coaching, or program on my website, enlighteninglife.com. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter and join my over 5 million weekly blog readers. Please subscribe to the High Vibes Living Podcast. Give it a like and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information and inspiration they need to turn their pain into joy and their fear into confidence. Your Becoming 360 transformation into congruence and divine harmony is a step away, as is your rich, happy, and successful life. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together.